This is the Fantasy Football Zone. Yes, fantasy football. Beautiful women all in the end zone cooking up nothing but brats, burgers, steaks, and your favorite preferred beverage. Yes, that's fantasy football. No? Ah, here I was getting all excited. Richard, were you watching Spank Revision? Can't you tell by the way I walk? Oh, you better tuck that in. I'm gonna get that caught on a tripwire. Here's PJ and Todd. Here we are. We made it to week seven, Fantasy Football Zone. I'm PJ, and over there we've got... I'm Todd. Hey, by the way, I don't want to brag, but I finally went 3-0. Yeah! There you go. Where we go. Standing ovation, and I am standing. I'm not just sitting on my ass. Uh, yeah, there you go. Three and O, Todd. Congrats. How's it. how's it feel? I'm still one and five in one of my leagues. But that's okay. Hey, rally. I think how many how many spots make the playoffs in that league? That's the one where everybody gets to participate. Oh, <laughs> that's right. You're gonna get that nice ribbon. The eight. So speed. I may I may slide in. Eight out of twelve teams make it, so I hey. still have uh, still have hope. See, that's the thing in fantasy football. If you're still one in five, you still have hope now. Unlike the real league, you have hope at one in five that you can slide in. I've seen it sometimes in one of my leagues that a six and seven record will get you in that final uh, when we did the six out of 12. So a six and seven record could get you in. It just just depends how it falls. So even if you're one in five, don't give up hope yet. Just keep playing because you never know. Exactly. I think a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of people, it depends what kind of league you're into. If you're just in a redraft every year kind of league, you, you, you're probably starting to lose interest. But if you're in a keeper league or a dynasty league like that, then, you, you, you know, you may be looking for pieces ahead and down the road and, and whatnot. And, you know, it, it, keeps, it keeps your interest, you know, in, even if you are one in five. Right, because you're building for the future. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you're not one in five and you're, you're doing well in your league so far. <laughs> All right, so what are some takeaways you got from uh, last week? What are some of the things you were surprised at, I guess, from fantasy play last week? Well, you know, I think that how much fun was that Kansas City-New England game? Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was a fun game to watch. Obviously, your takeaway is you're going to play everybody you can against Kansas City. Uh, Buffalo is still a team that is confusing. I mean, Allen went out and, and ended up, you know, they lost the game on a pick six, but Man, Buffalo, I just oh, – is what, Derek Anderson's starting this week well, for did, Buffalo? Did you hear that uh, story out of Buffalo, though, about if if they were going to start Peterman again this week, I guess there was going to be almost a revolt in the locker room? Wow. Yeah, I that not. I mean, that's how much they did not want Peterman again at quarterback. And, yeah, they signed Derek Anderson. And, hey, welcome. You're uh, starting this week. Good luck, buddy. Yeah, get in there. The Colts are like, hey, we'll take that. Yeah, we exactly. You're going to one-in-five team. So, yeah, your Bills that you love so much. Yeah, they blew it again with that pick six by Peterman. So, I mean, there was that running back play again continues to be strong. We saw, you know, Saquon Barkley, a huge performance last Thursday night, a big 30-plus game. So uh, he can keeps it going. Ezekiel Elliott, you know, the top backs, Gurley, putting up those huge numbers. I'm starting to regret day after day that I let Gurley go in one of my leagues. So I'm... Yeah. Well, who was that idiot who said they was going to probably get injured again this year? <laughs> Two idiots. Yeah, so, I mean, we've got that. we got Kamara coming back off of a bye this week. It would be interesting to see because, again, you, 
you posed a very, you know, good, thoughtful question and, and trade question last week with Ingram coming back now into the fold. How much is the usage going to be for Kamara? Well, we're going to find out uh, this week when they get back off the bye. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, it was just a we've used this guy a whole lot for the first uh, you know quarter of the season because we haven't had Ingram. We're going to limit his touches tonight, give him a rest into the bye, and hopefully, we'll see him with a lot of touches again tomorrow or, mm-hmm. or Sunday because. I tell you what, if he's down touches again, his value for trade is going to just continue to drop because other people mm-hmm. are going to go, why am I going to trade for first five games Kamara? Yeah. You know, first four games Kamara for, you know, now who knows how much he's going to touch the ball. And Peyton's done that in the past. I mean, I've been an Ingram owner in, in the past, and his usage of running backs is always pretty frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I can remember back to the, uh, you know, with Sproles when he would put him in there and then he wouldn't put him in there and Sproles would steal some carries here and there. And uh, yeah, he, he very interesting how he uses him, especially down the stretch. You, you don't have a role one way or the other kind of, or a hand in it, uh, what he's going to do, it seems like. Yeah, and I think this week too, I know for me, this is really, there's a, there's a lot of, quality teams on the bye this week. I think yes. you're going to start to run into some plug-in guys in that normally want to play because of the bye week this week. Yeah, this week on bye, once again, it's the Packers, Raiders, Steelers, Seahawks. I mean, just Packers and Steelers alone. I mean, you got two stud quarterbacks, a couple stud wide receivers. Uh, I mean, you throw the Raiders in there, they've been frustrating as all hell, and the Seahawks as well. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you've got some huge names on by this week, so some points. Uh, score should be down this week, you know. You might be getting the uh, 98-99 final scores or something like that instead of, like, up in the upper 140s or 50s, 60s in that area this week in your games. Unless you have a lot of Chiefs and Bengals. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the counter to that one now because, yeah, the <laughs> – the Chiefs, here they are, and uh, they're not going anywhere. They they continue to put the points up, and, uh, well, Hunt now is coming through finally. Finally. That's why I'm 1-5. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Some life. Yep. So we got that. Some some trade news. Uh, I had have to say this. Uh, you know, there's a report out there that the Raiders, they might be shipping Amari Cooper somewhere. They, they're looking for a first-round pick, reportedly. So Gruden's on this first-round pick crusade after he got it for Khalil Mack and the Bears. So, as a Cooper owner, I hope he gets traded somewhere because this is frustrating that another down game. I I believe he left with a concussion in in England, that game against Seattle. But, I mean, for his sake, I I think it's time for a new new change of something because this guy's got a ton of talent and just there. I don't know what the deal is, how they cannot get him the ball. I would agree. I own him on one of my teams, too, and I really hope he gets traded. Yeah, yeah, we're hoping for the Amari train, the Amari coaster to go somewhere else uh, soon. So, yeah, we'll find out with the trade deadline. Of course, the Le'Veon Bell, the latest is he's going to report after the bye week because it doesn't pay to report when you're in the bye. So he's supposedly going to be back there, you know, Monday or Tuesday when they start work for uh, getting ready for their next week. So then James Connor's value is going to start to nosedive. But that again is if he reports, because I think he still has until week 10 to uh, still decide if he's going to come in or not. So. And that'll be interesting too, because I, you know, I don't know if when he comes in, he's going to be ready to to take 20, 25 carries yep. and Connor's done a great job. So 
you may see a timeshare for at least a few weeks until he gets up to speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Yeah, great point there because yeah, you you don't know he if he's in football shape or not. I mean, you got to believe he's keeping himself in shape, working out and doing all that stuff. But then there's football shape where you're actually taking the pits and and everything else, uh, you know, from day in, you know, from 20, 30, 40 snaps a game. I mean, that's a huge adjustment. Yeah, no question. It'll be interesting to see how they uh how they work him in in week eight. All right, so let's get started this week's slate of games, the Thursday nighter. Boy, this is a juggernaut. Uh, Broncos and Cardinals. <laughs> i tell you what. The only Broncos I'm playing is Philip Lindsay and Emmanuel Sanders. And yeah. unfortunately, I have to play Demarius Thomas in one of my leagues because I have a lot of buys. Um, you know, on the Cardinals side, look what Gurley just did to the Broncos. Look what the Jets did to the Broncos a couple of weeks. This could finally be the week that David Johnson looks like David Johnson of two years ago. So, uh, you know, I'm guessing if, you, if you've had three running backs that are good enough that you could actually put David Johnson on the bench, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely have him in my lineup this week. Yeah, for, on the Cardinals side, I think this, this has got to be a David Johnson game. Where, uh, you know, you know I, he's got five touchdowns on the year, but it's the yardage thing, the only 298 yards. So, I mean... I think he gets it going tonight. Um, again, if you have to own a receiver, and I said this guy on our flash briefings that you can get uh, on Alexa, um, Christian Kirk, if he was on your waiver wire, pick him up because if you have to own an Arizona receiver, he's the one that's now getting the catches. The, the torch, I think, has been passed from Fitz to Christian Kirk. Josh Rosen, ever since he's been the quarterback, he's been going to Kirk more. I think Kirk now over 300 yards receiving. He's got only one touchdown, but his targets have been way up ever since uh, the replacement of Sam Bradford and that Cardinals offense. So uh, Kirk is the guy to go there. Um, Broncos backfield, that can that's going to continue to be a committee, folks. That's, that's not going anywhere. So, I mean, Lindsey's got the yards advantage. Freeman's got the TD. He's the TD vulture. So, that, that's the headache you're going to have to live with the, with the Broncos. Every year. Yeah. They, they do it ever since Shanahan. Ever, uh, they should make a fantasy uh, T-shirt or something. The Broncos should. Pissing and off Lindsay. fantasy owners ever since Clinton Portis, <laughs> Mike Anderson, um, Ruben Drones. Uh, I mean, they can just keep throwing names on there. Oh, no question. I mean, and, and Philip Lindsay wasn't even on any pre-draft radars either. I mean, no. he came out of nowhere. Yeah, he he came out of yeah. Freeman Freeman was named the starter going out of camp, and all of a sudden, uh, this Lindsay guy's getting him. It's like, what? So, yeah, so surprise. Yeah, surprise. So there we go. Thursday night. Don't I mean like. Like you said, Todd, I, I believe David Johnson, he could have a big game, especially it's a home game. They're not mile high or anything, so uh, it could be a big game there. So David Johnson. They've been, yeah. Denver's been atrocious on the road. They're 0-2 on the road. They lost at Baltimore. They got crushed yeah, they uh, when they played the Jets. That's right. Uh, yeah. it just, it's amazing to see a team be have such a different personality at home on the road, but Denver so far looks like that team. So mm-hmm. uh, they, they may be playing catch-up tonight, even though it is Arizona. Yep. All right, up next. Now, got to note this for your fantasy lineup. This is going to be an 8.30 Central start time, so 9.30 Easterns go on from there. It is uh, in London, Titans and Chargers, and Melvin Gordon touchdown train continues, and he'll probably have it rolling again this week against the Titans. Oh, he's a beast. I mean, he's had a great year. And Here's the question. I mean, 
it's are you going to go feast or famine? Because Tyrell Williams showed up in a big way last week. He yeah. had three catches, had uh, a couple of touches. Um, you know, so he may be somebody on your waiver wire that you could grab if you have a buy problem like I do. Um, as far as the Titans go, I got to be honest, their oh. offense looked atrocious against Baltimore. And aside from the Philadelphia OT game, None of them have really done anything. You want to talk about Derrick Henry, just a huge disappointment. I'm not playing any of my Titans if, if I have them. And, um, you know, your charges are pretty much your, your three studs. And, and if you if you need somebody that's going to be a big risk but a big reward, you may want to go with Tyrell Williams. Yeah, Titans, I got a dog on them because Corey Davis coming into the year, I thought, oh, this guy's going to be a huge superstar wide receiver and yeah, you na- you nailed it, Todd. Since the, that that Philadelphia game, they have not put anything up fantasy wise on offense, and they're supposed to have this great offensive line, and the running game is supposed to be there. I, I'm starting to think Mariota just may not be the quarterback for them. I it's it's starting to get to that point where it's like they are not putting up. I, I know they got the new coach and everything, but my goodness, you think there'd be more consistency than this? I mean, how many nine six and like low scoring games have they been involved in this year? Yeah, they've been pretty disappointing. Uh, you know, and I have Mariota as one of my backup quarterbacks, but he uh, is not going to set no. the starting lineup for me. That's for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah, the Titans continue to be frustrating fantasy-wise. Uh, then we got the Texans and the Jaguars. What the hell happened, Jacksonville, at Dallas last week? I mean, that this Jaguars defense uh, did not look good against the terrible wide receiver core of um, Dallas. I... I now, the Texans' wideouts, they're banged up. Some of them got a little nicks and bruises here. They're kind of banged up going into it. But can we expect another big receiver game for these Texan wideouts? You know, I think they'll definitely – I think they're going to throw the ball. I think that Jaguars – I don't know what to make of them. i got to be honest. Yeah. I mean, this is the same team that beat the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you go back to week two and you're like, how did this team beat the Patriots? I mean, they're – they're a little bit of a different team at home. So mm-hmm. Jacksonville's back at home this week. And again, they seem to be one of those teams where they play a lot better at home than they play on the road. They went to Kansas city a couple of weeks ago, only put up 14 points against the Kansas city defense, but has shown they're going to give up yardage and points. Did yeah. absolutely nothing against Dallas last week. Um, you know, for me, you're always playing Deandre Hopkins. I think you're getting into a tough call between Fuller and, and Kiki Cote now. Yeah. Um, I, I, unless I have to, the only receiver I'm playing for the Texans is Hopkins. And, and for the Jags, uh, I don't know what to expect, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, it's hard because I'm, I'm kind of on the D.D. Westbrook bandwagon, but, you know, he hasn't – last week it was – I'm trying to think offhand, but, he, I mean, he didn't get as big as results – as he did in previous weeks. And then, you know, Keelan Cole, they've got the others to mix in there as well. So TJ Eldon basically is going to be your offense uh, for the Jags, I think, with Bortles as well, trying to sling it around. But Yeldon's coming in nicked up as well. So um, offensively, it's tough for the Jags right now. And it's tough, right? Last week we said, oh, it looks like Dante Moncrief is going to be a part of the offense every week. Well, he did nothing against Dallas. So, I have to play Keelan Cole in one of my leagues, uh, again, because of bye weeks. I did not plan very well when I drafted. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of uh, bye week seven guys, so I'm, yes. I'm hoping he can give me something. But unless you have to play one of those receivers, there's, there's none of them that I really love in this matchup. 
All right, we got the Panthers and the Eagles up next. Uh, let's see. I mean, who are you liking in this one? Uh, you know, and the Panthers, another team. They went into Washington last week, and I thought they would win that game, and and they, they yeah. did it, obviously. Yeah, they got down uh, big early. Yeah, I mean, you know, Funches, we talked about him last week, about having him in the lineup, five catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Greg Olson looked like he is going to be Greg Olson. One of the guys you may want to look at if, if you're on a bye week problem as far as waiver wire, uh, DJ Moore has definitely been part of the offense the past couple of weeks. So he could be a flyer um, if you, you have a bye week problem like I do. As far as the Eagles, uh, you know, is it going to be Wendell Smallwood or Clement? Smallwood got more carries, but Clement had better numbers yep. when they played against the Giants on Thursday night last week. Um, I probably stay away from both of them if I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm playing Ertz, I'm playing Alshon Jeffrey, and, and that's about it for me with the Eagles. Yeah, with the Eagles, I, I favor Corey Clement, not because he's a Badger or anything like that. I just, <laughs> I, I think because the production wise, it looked like that. And he was a little nicked up going into the Thursday night game. They had a short week. I think now that the rest, I think Clement's going to be the back. If you need to play an eagle back, then uh, Corey Clement, I think, is the one to go. But, uh, yeah, you're right with the Jeffrey pick. And Nelson Aguilar has kind of disappeared as well from the scene there. But uh, we'll see. Carson Wentz, you know, getting back into it as well. So uh, we'll see if he can put up some more fantasy numbers uh, this week against the uh, Panthers. Oh, up next. Great. Uh, The Vikings versus the Jets. And this is going to be at the uh, MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. And, uh, well, the Vikings running game, surprise, uh, Latavius Murray, he showed up. They had 126 yards. He had a touchdown uh, this week for his reward. It looks like Dalvin Cook will be back, so uh, he'll slash into that. Well, Cook was supposed to play last week, but he was a surprise inactive. And then he, there was a report saying he didn't want to play until he's 100%. So he's back practicing, and he's been a huge fantasy disappointment this year. Maybe he'll get it going, but that's going to be a tough Jets defense uh, he's going to be going against. Yeah, it's going to be tough. You're going to have to look at game time. I mean, Murray was was great last week, and who knows if game time again, they're like, hey, Dalvin Cook's going to be inactive. Yep. Uh, as far as the Jets, it looks like Robbie Anderson has gotten back into the offense somehow, uh, and I know he is available on some waiver wires in my league when mm-hmm. people kind of uh, kind of bailed on him, uh, you know, and, and cursed. You know, yeah, surprise. He had the most targets last week in 10 targets, nine catches, 94 yards. So, you know, it doesn't really seem like Sam Darnold has a favorite receiver. No, it does not at all because, yeah, every week it's somebody different. And, yeah, it might be Quincy Enua's turn this week. So we'll we'll find out. And And that's the thing. The Vikings, they do have a decent defense, pretty good defense. But they do give up a lot of points to receivers. So if you have one of those Jets receivers, there's a good chance that you could put some decent points. Like we said, most likely with bye weeks, you're looking for receivers this week because, you know, some of the top receivers in the league, they are out this week. So, you know, you might have to rely on some of these Jets guys. Now, also in the backfield, Isaiah Crowell, he's a little banged up. He is supposed to play. But, again, again, I'm back to zero confidence with him after starting him last week after the big game against uh, Jacksonville a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, Crowell's not on my radar again, even though he's supposed to play. So him and Blyle Powell will continue to steal carries and piss me off even more. And a name for you with the Vikings. Vikings usually give up some yardage to tight ends. Uh, Chris Herndon for the Jets is a rookie tight end. Now, he only had two targets last week, but he did have – he caught both of those balls, 56 yards and a touchdown. 
So if you need to take a flyer on a tight end, maybe uh, take a look at Chris Herndon. Okay, up next, I know Bengals Chiefs, you know, is going to be probably maybe the fantasy matchup of the week. But this one, I'm telling you, these Bears, I, I, I never thought I'd see that the Bears would have, like, be putting up huge fantasy points on offense. And the Bears are hosting the Patriots coming up Sunday. And this might be a shootout, which I'd be. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that beginning of the season, but Mitchell Trubisky is looking like the real deal. Yeah, and something I don't understand is Taylor Gabriel is still available on oh, a yeah. lot of waiver wires. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually picked him up in one of my leagues this week for bye week help, but I mean, he has gotten his hands on the ball consistently the past few weeks. Um, you know, for me, if, if Gabriel is available in your league, even if it's just for a bench slot, I mean, grab him up. Grab them up and stash them. Um, you know, I'd like to apologize to everybody because last week I said, oh, this Bears defense looks like they're for real. I don't <laughs> think I'd play any of my Miami players. And, of course, Albert Wilson oh, completely yeah. goes off. Frank Gore rushed for 100, yeah. over 100 yards. Uh, I mean, Brock Osweiler threw for 380. What? Yeah. Come on. What, what is going on with the Bears defense? So I like all the Patriots to – to continue uh, their success in this game. I know they're at home, but uh, yeah, the Bears defense got a little bit exposed last week in Miami. Yeah, I got a lot of egg on my face about that one too because I thought, no way do you want to play any Dolphins against these Bears. They haven't shown anything. And yeah, Wilson goes off. Yeah, you had the Gore big game. So yeah, Patriots-Bears, I'm kind of intrigued by this matchup to see how it is. And here comes the problem that I have in a couple leagues, Tariq Cohen. And also Jordan Howard, that that split, and I'm leaning more and more towards Tariq Cohen, especially uh, you know going into this one. Well, and a lot of the national experts are uh, jumping on the Tariq Cohen train, saying his time is now, and he's not going to just be a, a gimmicky guy anymore. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. And on yeah, yeah, and on the Patriots side, uh, you know Julian Edelman's showing up on the injury report. Just want to tell folks this is probably a Belichick injury thing, where it's a strategic thing. Uh, according to reports, no one saw him get hurt in that Chiefs game at all. So it's you know if you see Edelman up there and you're wondering what what's going on here, it looks like it's more of a you know the fake Belichick report than anything. <laughs> so just want to pump the brakes there. Anyone getting excited about that? All right. Well, here we are. The di- we go from one that's that could be exciting fantasy wise to this, uh, the Bills and the Colts. Um, well, the Bills suck. Uh, the Colts they're going to have T. Y. Hilton. It looks like he's going to be back. So uh, play everyone on the Colts, right? <laughs> you know the the Bills defense is, has definitely held their own. You know. Uh, the yeah. Yeah. Weeks. Yeah. So you would think that I mean the Jets put up forty two points on the Colts. I don't, I, I don't see <laughs> yeah. Derek Anderson and the Bills being an offensive juggernaut this week. Um, but as far as as far as the the Colts go, I mean, you look, uh, Eric Ebron, you got to have him in your lineup every week. That's a no brainer. Yeah. It still seems like Chester Rogers is going to be involved, even with T.Y. Hilton coming back. He had ten targets last week, led the led the team in targets, four catches, fifty five yards, and a touchdown. Um, other than those guys, though, there's just nothing from the Colts that really stands out to me. Well, I'll throw this one. If you need a running back, Marlon Mack for the Colts, it looks like they're going to go back to him. He had 88 yards last week, so maybe, you know, if you if you need a back, Marlon Mack is your back, 
I rhymed that. <laughs> I like your rhyme. Like all that? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'm done after that. So Marlon Mack, look at him, the Bills. Just I'm just thinking about this, too. You just signed Derek. You know, we, we hear these coaches say, you know, especially when they draft a rookie quarterback, oh, they need all this time to get the playbook in. Derek Anderson's going to have four freaking days to get the playbook in. He's going to be drawing up, you know, plays in the sand, and that's going to be basically the playbook. So if you had to rely on any bills this week, I, I guess Shady McCoy might be your best bet because he's like, just just run over there and I'll throw it to you because I think that's going to be a lot of their plays. Yeah, just run. Just try, try, to, <laughs> try to get as many yards as you can. Yeah, other than Shady, I'm staying away from the bills. Yeah. I mean that if you really if you need to you got guys are on buys and you got to start them there you go but yeah that Derek Anderson starting on four days of knowing the playbook that um, that's going to be interesting up up next we got the Buccaneers they're hosting the Cleveland Browns uh, this weekend well the Buccaneers Jameis Winston coming out slinging to the round against the Falcons and um, you know if you need a quarterback Jameis is out in a lot of leagues right now. Yeah, he uh, was fantastic, but it was the Falcons. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what he does against Cleveland. They are at home. The Buccaneers' defense has still continuously showed us that they have a hard time stopping guys. So yes. Carlos Hyde has had a couple of down weeks. I'm going to have him back in my lineup this week. I think Hyde might have a bounce-back game. Uh, Jarvis Landry is obviously somebody you probably play every week, but yeah, I would have he him was in. Um, headache last week, I'll tell you that. Two catches for 13 yards. Uh, need a little yeah, of that from that, Jarvis. Come on, buddy. That's tough. Yeah. That is tough. And, uh, you know, now I realize he's no Melvin Gordon. I understand that. But Peyton Barber seemed like he may have a role back in the offense again against Atlanta last week. <laughs> and, and the Browns just gave up just a ton of yards on the ground to the Chargers. So if you need a running back or a flex, Peyton Barber is somebody I think you should take a look at. Up next, we've got the Lions and the Dolphins. Brock Osweiler going to start again. And watch out because that Dolphins offense is going to put up numbers now. Well, what do you think about Albert Wilson? Because this is another guy talking about Taylor Gabriel. This is another guy that he's on a lot of waiver wires. I I don't think people have bought into Albert Wilson yet. Is is this somebody you would pick up and, and, and play this week? Yeah, I think Wilson has basically unseated Kenny Stills as the number one there. uh, Stills' production has been basically nothing the last couple weeks, and Wilson has been putting up steadily good numbers, and I I think Wilson is now the guy to own if you've got to own a Miami wide out. I completely agree with you. I'm just a little shocked he's still on many waiver wires that I've seen him on in my leagues, and I just don't understand what else he has to do for people to go, okay, this is somebody I want to have on my team. I mean, yeah, he had a monster game against the Bears, a couple touchdowns, I think over 164 yards. Uh, was it four or five catch? I mean, he had one of those big bust-out performances, but he has been doing this continuously. And, I mean, it looks like it's going to continue. And, you know, how funny would that be us saying that because Osweiler's the quarterback. You wouldn't think he'd pass more than 70 yards because that's what he used to do all the time. But you're, he's breaking out. Maybe this is what he needed. A, you know, the different scenery, different coach. <laughs> maybe they got a quarterback controversy on their hands in Miami. I don't know. A guy taking it to the house, uh, yeah. 75 yards. That definitely helps. Yeah, it helps. That yeah. That, that'll help a little bit. And the Lions, they're coming off the bye. Stafford will be rested, and so will his, uh, the wide receiver trio. Um, carry on Johnson looks like he's going to play, so if you got to play him, you know, you got to play a running back. Carry on Johnson looks like 
he'll uh, be giving it a go as well. I know there was a little concern about that on the injury front, but uh, there you go for the Lions, basically. Yeah, I mean, I would play my usual Lions. The Bears went in and, and put 28 points up. I, I The Dolphins' defense is okay, but nothing that I would scare me to, to bench any of my Lions. Up next, we got the Saints. Not at home, though. They're going to be outdoors in Baltimore against that Ravens defense that's been pretty pesky against uh, receivers this year. So, uh, you know, this will be an interesting contest. We we talked about it, prefaced it a little bit with the uh, Kamara and Ingram talk here. And, uh, well, Saints-Ravens, what do you think? I still play my Saints. I mean, you, you still got to play your, your you know, your Michael Thomases, obviously, your yep. studs. I'm still going to play Kamara this week and hope that he gets more touches than he did in the, the Monday night game. Um, you know, as far as the Ravens, Alex Collins has kind of been a head-scratcher all year. The touchdowns obviously saved him last week, but... For me, if Alex Collins doesn't get in the end zone, he's going to be a disappointment. Um, you know, Flacco has been up and down. I would, I would play Brown. He and Crabtree, you know, kind of showed up last week as well. Um, but yeah, this is anytime the Saints go outside, you kind of worry. They went outside against the Giants, and and that didn't really slow them down too much. I know they kicked a lot of field goals in the first half in that game, but uh, this it's it's a better defense than the Giants, but. Uh, Coming off a bye week, I think the Saints will be all right. Yep. So, yeah, Michael Thomas, he's kind of been struggling the last couple games. But, uh, you know, it is a tough Ravens secondary, but I think they'll get it going against the uh, Ravens coming up on Sunday. Up next, Cowboys and Redskins, always a big NFC East rivalry. Uh, Well, I guess the Cowboys know how to throw the ball now because uh, big Cole Beasley had the huge game. Uh, for the Cowboys receiving-wise last week, and they'll go against this Redskins team. Like like we said before, they were up big against Carolina early on in the game, and they, you know, I, I, you don't know what to get from this Redskins team, I guess. No, you really don't, because if you think about the Packers game they, they played as well, they scored pretty much all their points in the first half, and then the second half, I don't know what the difference is, yeah. but they just don't come out and put up as many points on the board. Um, you know, as far as... Zeke goes. I, I think Zeke will have hopefully a nice game. Washington did a nice job of slowing down McCaffrey last week. I think I would need to see another game out of Cole Beasley unless I had to play him due to bye weeks before I inserted him in my lineup. And and um, same with Dak Prescott. I, I wouldn't be running all the Cowboys out there in my lineup this week until I see if it's going to be consistent or not. Yeah, and for the Redskins' backfield, Adrian Peterson, he is dinged up. He did play 37 of, I believe they had 60 three or four snaps. So, you know, he played more than half. He had 98 yards rushing. Uh, Chris Thompson was an inactive last week. He's 50-50 to go this week. So uh, if you're in that backfield, it looks like Peterson, they're, they're still relying on him, but it looks like they are, you know, looking out at his snaps as well. So like you said last week, Bibbs, if you need somebody, he might be a guy you want to, you know, just pick up just in case Thompson's out another game, I guess, if you need a, you need a back. Yeah, you know, he only got two carries last week for 11 yards, had a couple of targets out of the backfield. I thought he would take a little bit bigger role with Thompson being out. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like they love Bibbs in Washington. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I saw that Adrian only played like 37 snaps. I'm like, oh, well, maybe there's something here. But, yeah, I if you need a deep dive, like if you're in a deep league and you need somebody, there you go. Go for him. If not, just just live it. Live with it, right? Just <laughs> – just play with an empty spot and get ridiculed all year for it. 
All right, we've got the Rams and 49ers coming up here. Cooper Cup, he is out for the Rams. He's got that uh, leg injury, so he is going to be out for sure for the Rams. And so, you know, they got two of the three big receivers there back uh, with Woods and Cooks for this week. And, of course, uh, Todd Gurley. What else do you need? I think that's, I mean, that's it, right? I yeah. mean, <laughs> that's, that's what you need from the Rams. I think it's, I, I don't know, you know, Reynolds we had talked about. I don't know if he'll see more balls with it only being uh, Woods and Cooks. I mean, the way it looked last week, though, is Woods had 10 targets, Cooks had six targets uh, once Cup went out, and it looks like they used a whole lot of Todd Gurley. And I think you're probably going to see a whole lot of Todd Gurley again uh, taking on the Niners. Yeah, and for the Niners, I mean, Monday night, uh, they were close to pulling it off in Lambeau, and uh, C.J. Beathard, he's 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 proven a lot to me that uh, he he's good in Shanahan's system here, too, that he can throw the ball around, and, hey, they've been putting up fantasy points. I, I, I talked to a very frustrated Marquise Goodwin uh, owner who had him on the bench and said, yeah, I could have used that uh, in my lineup, but, you know, he didn't show anything the last couple weeks, and, so Goodwin's starting to get it going. Kittle continues to put up the decent numbers. He's like third, I believe, uh, in receiving yards for tight ends for George Kittle, who played as well. So, And then you got Breida for the Niners. So, you know, even though we look down on the Niners because of the Jimmy G injury, I mean, they're still putting up some decent fantasy points. Yeah, and I think they will against the Rams, too. Uh, you know, the, the interesting about Goodwin is he was actually on the waiver wire in a couple of my leagues. Yeah. I was stunned. Um, so he... he probably isn't in your league, but take a look. I mean, if you can grab him off the waiver wire and plug him in, that would be fantastic. Also, you have a new name in the backfield. Yeah. It seems like Alfred Morris is out. You have Rasheem uh, Mostert, yeah. who actually had 12 carries or 87 yards last week for the Niners. So if you need some running back help, I, I would almost guarantee that he's on your waiver wire. And he, yeah, and he was a where in the heck did this guy come from play on Monday night because – it looked like Burrito was going to get a huge, healthy workload, and no, this guy's here. And, yeah, like you said, Alfred Morris, after a positive week the week before, nothing. So, yeah, the 49ers' backfield is uh, now a little bit uh, of a mystery this week. Yeah, no, that was, that was pretty surprising. Anytime you have a – you know, he had a little Philip Lindsay in him where it was like, hey, surprise. <laughs> All right, the Sunday Nighter, the first game of the year that got flexed into the Sunday night spots. It's the Bengals and the Chiefs, and we know the Chiefs are going to put up points. They continue to do it, and the uh, Bengals, well, they're going to try to match them as best they can Sunday night. Yeah, I think this is going to be another fun game. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it after after last week. I mean, the Chiefs are just must-watch. They're a fun team to watch. Uh, you know, the Bengals going to put up as many points as I thought they would against Pittsburgh. Uh, I think this is going to be a shootout. If you have Bengals or Chiefs, I have them in your lineup. No questions asked. Yep, Boyd, another big game for uh, the Bengals wide receiving core. A.J. Green, you know, old, consistent, old, reliable once again. Mixon back at it and uh, had a pretty good rushing performance as well against the Steelers for the Bengals. So, I mean, they, they're, they're offensive guys. I know a tight end for the Bengals, C.J. Uzma, he's – He's basically the main man now because uh, Croft got hurt as well before last Sunday's game. It was announced that he had a broken bone in his foot, so so he's going to miss time. So he's the lone tight end, so if you need an option, and he's still out there. Again, Uzma looked for him from the Bengals. And, yeah, on the Chiefs' side of things, they're just going to keep it rolling. Yeah, I mean, I don't don't see them slowing down at all. I mean, uh, unfortunately, I don't think – 
the studs are who you need to have, right? Yep. Hill, Hunt, Kelsey, those are your three guys. It doesn't look like Watkins and Conley are going to be involved that much. Mm-hmm. I guess they could have a big breakout game where they have a Tyrell Williams-type game, but unless you absolutely have to use one of those secondary chiefs, it definitely looks like they're going with the three big guys. Yeah, see, I was trying to think of that, too, because, you know, in the old days, the old St. Louis Rams, the greatest show on turf, you know, you would you'd always wanted to own, I think they went like three or four wide receivers deep, so you always wanted to have, of course, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, and then you wanted like Azakim and uh, you know, guys like, you know, those third-string guys like like a Watkins would be with the Chiefs here, but, you know, it, they don't seem like they're going that deep on the uh, on the wide receiver front uh, that way. So, you know, you think maybe Watkins will slip in and maybe have that 100-yard game, but no, it doesn't look that way. And that's the thing, you know, with Watkins, just looking at his year, he's had one 100-yard game that was in week two at Pittsburgh. He had seven balls for 100 yards. His best game since then was uh, eight targets for 78 yards against Jacksonville. Uh, you know, and he only had four targets last week against New England. So yeah. I think you're, you're, you're risking it if you take Watkins. Could he hit a 70-yard touchdown for you? Yeah, no question. Yeah. But um, I haven't seen enough out of any other secondary players to use them. And then we ended off Monday night. It's going to be the Giants and the Falcons. Again, the Falcons, the big news. Uh, Devontae Freeman, as we predicted, got injured again, and he's on IR. So he is uh, going to be out. He's basically out for the fantasy season. I think there was a report said, oh, he could come back week 16. Well, that's the championship game, most likely, in most of your leagues. So he's basically out the fantasy year. So, you know, you got Tevin Coleman and Ito Smith in that Falcons backfield. And I know a lot of people were jumping on Tevin Coleman. I think Edo Smith, if you've got to have a back, it looks like he might get more love. He's had three uh, consecutive weeks with touchdowns. But I I still I don't love either one of them because I think, if anything, they're just going to throw the ball more. Yeah, I would agree. I think they're just going to sling it around. I also think it's going to be a situation where you don't know between Smith and Coleman which one is going to get the touches from week to week. Yeah. Um, you know, Sanu is questionable, go, questionable mm-hmm. going into Monday night. He's a receiver I like if he plays. Uh, it seems like they have Hooper has, has gotten more involved in the past couple of weeks. He had 10 targets last week. Um, keep an eye on Ridley, too, as far as yeah. his health. Um, you know, so if, if you go into Monday night, it's tough because it's a Monday night game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're depending on Ridley or Sanu, and they're both out, you may want to take a look at Justin Hardy just because he would be slotted into the, the number two role. But um, Monday night, if I have Sanu or I have Ridley, even though the points could be great on Monday night, you got to be careful or you better have Hardy on your bench. Yeah, and I'll, I'll throw this in with the Ridley thing. I read a report that, uh, you know, it, it's what he has is a deep bone bruise. The coach, Dan Quinn, says he's hopeful, air quotations, that he'll play Monday night. But the thing to think about is the Falcons, they have a bye week after this. So if they want to give him a little extra rest and get him ready for the second half of the season, he ain't playing Monday night. So it just, like you said, Todd, have, have backup plans with those Falcon receivers this week because I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ridley's not in that lineup Monday night. Well, it's tough, right? You don't want to go into Monday night needing points and then you end up taking yeah. a zero because one of those guys don't play. And I, I get that, like me, you, most people probably have limits on who you can pick up in bench spots. Um, yep. 
I think I think if I have any options at all, I probably play somebody I know is going to be playing versus uh, tossing the coin on Monday night. And then on the Giants side of things, I mean, <laughs> Saquon he he's coming through, and by next year, obviously, I think he, he's he's already right now in the top five conversation for fantasy. Who knows how the rest of this year goes, and barring injury or whatnot. He might be challenging Gurley for the number one back next year. I mean, I it, he is just unbelievable what he's doing and he leading the leading in targets as well for the Giants receivers. That is just got to be bugging the hell out of Odell Beckham. Maybe that's why he wants a QB change. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Look, if Eli is ever gonna have a game, it's gonna be against Atlanta. Their defense has not slowed anybody down this year. Personally, I'm playing Shepard. Um, you know, and if if you need if you need to really stretch it, take a look at Cody Latimer because I yep. I think that you know look Atlanta's Atlanta's defense hasn't slowed anybody down. I know the Giants' offense hasn't done a whole lot to inspire confidence, but if they're going to do anything, it's going to be this week against Atlanta. So again, Giants Falcons they're going to close out Week Seven, and yeah, we're missing our Packers, Raiders, Steelers, and Seahawks all on buys this week. So. That's another question too. I forgot to bring it up in the beginning, but when you go into your draft, do you usually? I I know it's always in the back of the mind sometimes, or it depends how you use. If you're old school and use a book like me, or if you you know you do it online, you look for that bye week. But do you draft solely on boy? I've got so many guys on this week. I I just can't draft another one. Or do you do talent over the bye week? Well, I'm terrible because I always say, okay, I got to pay attention to the bye week going to the draft, and I always forget. Yeah. Uh, and so, so here we I, are. So here we are. You yeah. know, for a perfect example, on one of my teams, I had, I have Jimmy Graham, I had Amari Cooper, I had Tyler Lockett, and I just, I didn't pay attention. And then I had Matt Bryan as my kicker. Of course, he gets hurt. I'm only allowed two waiver wires a week in this oh, particular okay. league. So I had to take a tight end. And I had to take a kicker. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple other guys, Taylor Gabriel being one of them, that I would have loved to have picked up, but I couldn't. Um, you know, and so I think usually for me, I just say, oh, there'll be guys on the waiver wire. I'll worry about it when I get to week seven. <laughs> <laughs> usually the way I think about it. Now here we are, and I'm mm-hmm. playing Demarius Thomas and Keelan Cole this week. I am trying to th- – there was a statistic out there, and this was a couple of years ago, and me and my friends were talking about this, about – you know, it's it's almost not – you shouldn't play that big of a factor into drafting on, on if you have so many guys on the bye week or not because I think the statistics were like, well, you might – you'll most likely make that win back in the year somewhere even if you draft a team that mostly is on bye week. Say if you've got four or five players on the bye week, you, you could – even if you had to have some slots where no one's playing – you could. There's a chance that you could, you know, all likelihood because of the talent that you drafted in the position it was, that you could get that win back. And it's the bye week is very overrated. That that's basically what was the stat was saying is you know people look at it and you know it's that intimidating thing when you look in the book and like, well, I got so many guys week seven and week eight, I I just can't trap this guy even though he's head and shoulders above uh, the other piece of garbage I'm looking at on here. <laughs> That's, it, it just seems like uh, we, we always hold the bye week to this huge level sometimes when we're drafting, but then, you know, it doesn't mean anything. And that's an interesting I, – I never even thought about that, saying, hey, you know what, if you just go – if you just go talent and you have to, you know, basically give away a win yeah. in one of your weeks, 
But you, it's yeah. not going to matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. The way I look at it, too, is when you're drafting, there is so much that could change seven weeks into the season. And for me, that's why a lot of times I don't pay as close attention as I probably should, just because you don't know where the season's going to go, especially yeah. seven to ten weeks into the season. Yeah, I mean, that's we're still wondering what the heck's going to happen with half of these backfield situations. I mean, that's and there's and that's how they're going to be run the rest of the year. That's that's the frustrating thing, too. You know, going into this, too, you may pick a guy and it's 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 part of that frustration as well. That leads into all this, because there's what would you say half the league right now? You don't know who the starting running back is. Well, I mean, you definitely have your what? eight to 10 guys that you can count on every week. But other than that, I think it's, it's a bit of a toss up, right? I mean, yeah. And then those guys get injured. So then you got to use more claims and then that screws up the whole bye week thing as well. Right. I mean, and think about it. You take Devonte Freeman thinking, okay, yeah, he's going to be fine. And, and you know, you took Royce Freeman thinking, okay, he's going to be the starter and get all the time. I mean, there's just yeah. so many things that can change from draft day to you know, mid-season buys. So for me, that's that's part of the reason why I, I don't pay as close attention to it. All right. So as we're wrapping up here, if your one in five team loses this week, are you done? <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't think so. It's uh, it's a very how should I put this? There's only two juggernauts in the league, right? <laughs> so I, I think I'm. Two games out of the playoffs right now at one and five, so I'm, I'm still in okay shape. You're a sleeping giant at one and five. I'm telling you, I'm one and five in this league. Another league, I'm five and one. Yep. Um, you know, and then the other league, I want to say I'm four and two. I think. Yeah. So yeah, I, all my leagues start to <laughs> start to blend into each other as the season goes along. Don't you love that too? In multiple leagues, you think you have guys on your roster that you don't because they're in the other league, and you're like, "Well, if I could just transfer him for one week, that would be kind of nice." Well, and I have the classic. I have Kareem Hunt on one team, but I'm playing against him in another league this week. Um, you know, I, I ran into that last week. I had Devonte Adams playing against me in one league, but I needed him to have a big game in another league to win. And uh, thankfully, Kareem Hunt had a big enough night on, on Sunday night. I, I got a big enough lead where I didn't have to worry about what Devontae did and was able to root for him. And, and you know, that, that touchdown with under two minutes to play or uh, under four minutes to play, whatever it was, uh, that put me over the top and got me the win. Well, that'll do it for week seven here as we get ready for it. Good luck in all your matchups this week. Again, you can follow us at Draft That Guy on Twitter. We don't bite. You can join us. You can follow us, right? Well, yeah, you... definitely. And and ask us if you have any questions. Let us know. We'll give you our opinion. It's not always <laughs> right, but we'll definitely give you an answer of what we think. Yeah, we're there, so uh, we'll see it come by, and then we'll yeah, we'll give you an opinion. We're not telling you it's right or wrong. We're just saying, well, that's. <laughs> That's what I would do, and then uh, like 20 minutes later and say, no, I'd actually do this, and then watch the game and tell you, no, I would have started this guy after he had 300 yards. So, I mean. You know, and, and being a week seven, I have to be honest, we, we have had, just like any fantasy uh, experts, and I'm not calling us experts, but anybody who I am. to predict fantasy, uh, you know, we've definitely had things we've been right on. Mm-hmm. We've had things we've missed on. I mean, it's, it's the nature of fantasy. 
Yes, it's the fun of it. That's that's what it is, and that's why we love playing it. So, again, draft that guy on Twitter. Again, the Lexa users, get us in your Flash briefings as well as we do those daily as well. So just add us to your Flash briefings. Again, Fantasy Football Zone, it's that easy. I'm PJ over there. He's... Who are we flashing again? Todd. Yeah, exactly. That's... You did it to me again. Get them clothes on. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we're flashing every day, so make sure you follow us and uh, or don't. That that probably just lost 30 people. So there goes everyone. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. Follow us on Twitter at DraftThatGuy. This is the Fantasy Football Zone.